Welcome to Leading with Intention with Monique Daniel. Over the next hour, you're going to learn how to lead more efficiently and effectively in a post-pandemic world where the workplace has changed dramatically. Now, here's Monique. Welcome, welcome. I'm Monique. Thank you so much for tuning in today. There are so many aspects of being a good leader, and that's one of the reasons I started this show is to help you understand uh, better ways to lead more effectively with tips and strategies. Because these days, leaders are under a lot of scrutiny and expectations are higher than ever for them. Our guest today has had a lot of experience leading from military service to taking companies public. I'm here today with Fred Stubick. Fred is a military veteran who transitioned to the business world where he took his successful startup public and then sold it. He's authored It Starts With You and The Experience of Leadership. Fred will share with us his perspective on leadership and the 10 steps to being a great leader. Fred, welcome to the show. Uh, Monique, uh, that was a very nice introduction and thank you for having me on your show. I'm looking forward to it. Well, thanks for joining us for being able to talk about this topic of leadership. Fred, can you share with us what shaped your leadership journey? Uh, yes, I can. And that, and that's a, that, that's a good question. I, I came from a small coal mining town in southwestern Pennsylvania, you know, kind of blue collar. Uh, I, there were four seasons there, uh, you know, uh, football, basketball, baseball, and track, uh, good values, uh, uh, you know, good work ethic. And uh, so it, it showed me the importance of initiative. Uh, we didn't have much money, so I knew I would have to get a scholarship to be able to go to college. And so that gave me a goal early on. Uh, you know, I went to the military and it was privilege and honor to go to the Naval Academy and, uh, you know my my experience in there and also playing football uh, gave me was extremely valuable and it gave me a uh, uh, distinct perspective on on you know on leadership and how to how to be successful. I think one of the points that's important is that in the military, even the sports that you drill or practice day in and day out, and these actions or processes serve to reinforce you know the plan or the process. And you then train and condition and instill the right mindset. And all together, you know, you're working together as a team. You win together and you lose together. And if you, if, if, and I, I took those same principles that I learned in sports and in the military, which I think there is no better training ground anywhere than military service because leading a military unit is a very complicated and rigorous process where you need a range of tools to be effective and you're giving you know the responsibility of you know a lot of equipment worth a lot of dollars and you know and lives and so it, it leads you to lead in a variety of spectrums with different people uh, I didn't really care where anybody was from I didn't care you know about their race religion this that we just wanted to be successful. We worked as a team, okay? We planned, we celebrated as a team, and we worked together. And those principles work anywhere. And after I transitioned to the 
business world, I mean, basically you use the same thing there. And, you know, it does work. This isn't based on theory. What I am talking about is proven it works. So it sounds like your upbringing helped to define your leadership style. What would you say your style is if you could put it into concise words or explain it? Well, so what, what is my uh, what is my leadership style? Uh, I get if I had to pick, you know, I'm not big on leadership styles. If I had to pick a style, I would say adaptive. Why? Because when it comes to leadership, there are fundamental styles or techniques that apply, but each one has its time and place. I mean, I think everybody has a primary leadership style, but you have to be able to pivot and change as different scenarios and circumstances dictate. And also, I think you have to take into account that no one person uh, has the same leadership style or capacity of another, you know, we all have our strengths and weaknesses, and so we need to be true to ourselves. And hand in glove with that, not every person on your team is going to respond to the same type of leadership techniques and motivation. I mean, granted, you know, there are overarching principles, but basically what it boils down to is I think you need to be, uh, you know, aware empathize, adapt, adaptable, assess what's going on, relate to the person, the team, and proceed accordingly. That makes sense to you, Monique? Yeah, it does. And I, I coach a lot of executives that are coming into coaching and trying to really fine-tune their style and their behaviors and things like that. And they're some of them try to emulate other people. And we, we really coach around being authentic and and creating your own sense of leadership. And you've come up with 10 steps or behaviors that you feel are really important in leadership. Can you begin to walk us through some of those? Uh, yes. I mean, I, I, I like the numbers three, five, and 10. And, and you know, I, I, if you've, uh, you could talk to the people that have worked for me in the past, uh, I had different, you know, kind of protocols. I mean, you know, everything's grouped in three, five, or 10. You know, uh, you, know you, you cannot come to me with a problem unless you have a recommendation. Otherwise, it's whining, you know, things like that. And what I'm going to give you today is just my opinion. I think it's worked. It's 10 things. And, uh, and of the, t of the 10, it's really five, five things, but it's groups of two. Okay. And, uh, I would say, so the first two are alignment. Okay. And environment. And when I talk about alignment, uh, success and leadership are linked. And to be successful, you have to be aligned. When I say aligned, you have to understand what motivates you and, you know, and, and matches, you know, your personality, skill set, and interest. And then it's the gaps. You need to fill in these gaps where you fall short and work on, you know, filling in those areas. And the same holds true with your team. You need to pick a team. Uh, that is aligned, you know, based on, the, you know, the skill set, 
and and uh, what each person can do for the team, you know, including the uh, intangibles. You know, and I, I realize there's a lot of talk about diversity today and the like, but I, I'm a big believer in meritocracy. And towards the end, I think you pick the best person for the team uh, and not for appearance sakes. And then together with alignment, you have to have a good environment. And, you know, the, the first is like if you're going to start out and learn to be a leader or you want to become successful, uh, you need to create the best version of you by developing good habits, discipline, making good decisions, you know, setting yourself up for success. And then find an environment with a set of people that can bring out the best in you. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I decided to go to the Naval Academy. I thought it would be a good environment with me. It would be good people, and I could learn a lot. And if you're in the civilian world, find a company or organization that reflects your values, practices, and beliefs. And you should try to set up that same thing, alignment and environment, with your team. In other words, the team uh, you should have the right environment, the right set of people. You should foster tolerance, respect, teamwork, and integrity. And understand the uh, value of the other person's view, and and uh, just uh, you know work together as a team and get it done. Uh, I would also that that would be my take on the first two. I love when you talked about alignment. That you talked about the gap when people come into coaching. A lot of them, they know they want to develop, and they aren't really sure where or where to start. And the first question I ask them is, where do you think the gap is? Because it really gets them thinking about what is the current state and where do they mm -hmm. want to be as a leader? So again, that ties in with the alignment. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. And when talking about environment, you brought up values. And I think that's where a lot of leaders, I think they overlook that. Uh, we've had a couple of other guests on who have talked about values when it comes to leadership and making sure your values align with those of the company. And that's what I'm seeing a lot of in coaching is that there are many leaders and after we start coaching for a while, then they realize their values really don't align with those of their company. And that creates a huge gap. Um, you know, then there's some decisions that have to be made at that point if, if you realize that. But you also talked about um, discipline and practice. I think those are two really important things to consider because leadership is a combination of behaviors. And if you don't practice those behaviors and, mm -hmm. and if it's not in your daily life, if you don't have the discipline to you know, be self-aware and practice those, then they will fall to the wayside. So thank you for bringing up these points with these first couple of steps. Yeah, they, what do they say? Uh, discipline is the, uh, they say it's the soul of your journey, but it really is the bridge between your goals and accomplishment. I mean, you have to have the discipline to do the things that you need to do to get what, where you want to be. Uh, I think discipline is something that, you know, a lot of people can do better on, probably including myself, because I, I try to get better every day. And I, and I you know, the, the alignment thing is, is, is very important, uh, uh, Monique. Uh, I think it is 
one of the most important things, if, if not the most important thing when you start out, we can get into that later. But if you are not doing something that aligns with your values and beliefs and skills and all that, uh, you're a mercenary. You're not really doing what it is that you believe in and that you're going to be good at. And you know what happens? You're not happy. You know, you don't look forward to going to work. And eventually that's going to, you know, you're going to get burnout or frustration. Exactly. Yeah. So it's very important that people look at that when they're assessing their situation. What are a couple of the other steps that you've come up with? Uh, the, the, the other two, and I, I, I want to link these two together, integrity and communication. That, uh, when I say integrity, your word is your bond. Okay? Uh, and we had a honor system at the Naval Academy, which I practice to this day. I mean, when, uh, when someone says they're going to do something, I mean, that is a commitment. You have to trust the other person. I mean, sometimes their lives at stake. So when I talk about integrity, you know, your word is your bond, but you set the example and not only your words, but your actions. So, I mean, it's one thing to talk, but it's another thing to walk the talk. So you need to make sure that your words and actions sync up and conduct yourself in an ethical, respectful, and honest manner at, at all times. And, you know, don't stray from that value system when faced with adversity or when convenient. And, you know, you, you want to be confident and self-assured, but you need to be humble enough to admit that you've made a mistake. And, when, and, and, you know, and when mistakes are made, the emphasis should be on finding solutions, not shooting messengers or casting, you know, blame. And all this builds, you know, credibility and trust amongst the team and which enhances loyalty. And, you know, hopefully everybody has each other's back. And then the second, the next part of that is communication. I mean, first and foremost, you need to know what you, what is it you're doing? What, what is the mission? And if, you know, if you're going to operate efficiently or a team is going to operate efficiently or effectively, Everybody must have an understanding of their role and the desired outcome. So an effective leader has to be able to communicate. And today, I think you've noticed that, uh, you know, clarity, conciseness, uh, and being to the point is much better than, you know, being long-winded. And so, you know, be on point, you know, uh, getting concise with your messages. And and feedback is an important uh, process. Thus, you want to make sure that you're getting uh, continual feedback, uh, like a continual feedback loop across the organization. And uh, that's important. And you know, the other thing is, uh, and I think a lot of people miss this today, is the larger the organization and the team, the more important uh, for clarity and conciseness because with each degree of separation, so there's a degree of uncertainty. So work to close those gaps, you know, ensure other venues are secure, and uh, have guidelines for social media, which is a whole other discussion, because that needs to be managed properly. Elsewise, you can get out of control pretty quick. We're here today with Fred Stuvik talking about his perspective on leadership. Before we head to break, I've got a couple of announcements for you. As I mentioned previously on other shows, I've got a leadership book ready for a publisher. 
So please reach out to me if you know of someone or if you are a publisher in the business genre. You can also visit my website for many leadership resources. I've got a blog there that you can subscribe to. All my social media is there. I would love to have you connect with me there. When we come back from break, we'll hear more about the steps that Fred has come up with. So stay with us. We will be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. At MD Consulting, we provide executive coaching to leaders struggling with workplace challenges and pain points. Unlike other coaching companies that use a Band-Aid approach, we have a specific set of tools and processes to thoroughly root cause and unpack a client's challenges. Our specialized method helps you implement measurable and sustainable solutions to enhance your leadership skills and develop your team. Visit www.mdconsultingglobal.com to book a complimentary breakthrough session. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Welcome back to Leading with Intention with Monique Daniel. Have a question for Monique or her guests? Email Monique at Monique at MDConsultingGlobal.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. We're here with Fred Stuvik talking about the 10 steps to being a great leader. Prior to break, we talked about four of the steps, alignment, environment, integrity, and communication. Fred, before we get into a couple of the other steps, say a little bit about how these steps or these behaviors can help leaders face today's challenges with everything that's going on in the workplace. Boy, I tell you, that could be, you know, Monique, that, that, that could be a, a subject of a entire podcast. <laughs> I mean, I, I think today, no, seriously, you know, you, 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 you brought up a point too, which is, you know, COVID, but I, I think, uh, just in general, and I, you know, I'll go back a few decades. In, in former times, the workplace was very homogenous, but demographics have changed that. And also technology has changed it to the point where you really don't have, you can cross time zones and continents like that. 
Okay. And so it's, it's created a, you know, a, a much closer, uh, 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 you know, network and you, you, you can, you know, you, you might be working with someone in Germany or in Japan. And I, I've been in that position and, you know, I've, I've done that. And then COVID has spawned a whole host of issues. And, you know, that's a, that's just another topic. And, you know, uh, we're never going to get back to the new norm, but we are going to adjust. And I think there are some good things that came out of COVID, but personally, I think there were some, there were more bad things that came out of it. But if I, but some of the challenges today, and I'll try to be concise, I think they're generational. I mean, you have to be able to relate to, you know, generation X, Y, Z, they look at things differently. So the same conversation or things that motivate one may not motivate the other. I think you need to look at the cultural issues. And I think you need to take into account the societal issues. I'm not advocating being a uh, social justice warrior, but you have to be conscious and aware as to what's going on. And uh, I think another thing is remote work. I mean, you need to find the right balance between being at home and being, you know, uh, being in the office. And, you know, the hybrid model is something that's talked about. But a good leader should be astute enough to understand what works best and make it clear to the people that, uh, you know, you have to establish boundaries. This is what's expected. For example, if it's a very um, if it's a very collaborative uh, agreement you can't do that remotely i i can give you a dozen articles that where that's been studied and that's been proven so you just have to take, take my word for it okay <laughs> and then the other one i think is, so, is, is social media i mean you 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 have to be uh you have to be very careful and manage that properly and uh there's rampant transparency today and you know in many respects it's not what you've done but what you can be attacked for so you have to be mindful of you know what you're doing and what you're saying and uh, i think the last two issues and is uh, uh mental health is something that i think a lot of people don't talk about enough i think it's a it's a big issue uh, with many of the uh, companies many of the people you want to employ so you have to be aware as to what's going on and have resources in place to help your people and you know another another point today for for the new environment and you know i i, I hate to bring hate to bring this up on the show and I don't want people thinking I'm being negative, but you, you really need to think about workplace violence and have a plan in place because I mean, bad things do happen. Hope is not a strategy, Monique. You just can't sit there and hope that things are going to work out. No, you have to have a plan in place just in case they don't. So you need to plan for the worst and hope for the best. And I think the last issue that I mentioned is something that is it's important because if you're a leader, you have a team, hey, that's your family. What are you supposed to do? Protect your family. So you need to keep them in a safe, secure environment. Does that make sense to you? It does. And so a lot of these behaviors, at least the ones you've taken us through so far, if leaders can embrace these behaviors, you know, the integrity, the communication, alignment, I think it'll help them to deal a lot easier with some of these challenges that are coming up in the workplace. Tell us some of the other behaviors or steps that you think are best for leaders. Well, I, I think the, the, the next thing is after you, you, you have your communication, you have to build a team. Uh, so I have team building and trust. 
And I, I have those two together because I think they are, again, inextricably joined to each other. You can't have a team unless you have trust. So, I mean, and, and you've seen this, Monique, and what you, you know, and, and, you know, you've seen this throughout the course of your career, looked at your resume, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. You could have an outstanding plan, product, or service. That's no guarantee for success. There's another ingredient which must be added. And if this is missing, your chances of success are compromised. And that ingredient is having the right team in place with the right people. It sounds simple, and but it's one of the most difficult things to do and arguably the most important decision to make because what is a company? A company is its people. What is a uh, military unit? It's its people. So while the and also while the individuals may be highly skilled and capable, uh, that's uh, you know these all-star teams don't always work out very well. Uh, you know, team success is predicated on harnessing the individual capabilities of the people so they function in the most efficient manner possible. Uh, you know, you can have a team loaded with talent, but they have to be able to work together. And, you know, and a team is a dynamic and complicated system. It's ever-changing, affected by both internal and external factors. So be aware, empathize, uh, uh, you know, pay close attention. And uh, I think another thing that's important is to create opportunities to, uh, you know, so they can interact, to promote that uh, camaraderie. And, uh, you know, always... Uh, and keep the best interest of the team and the purpose of the team and the mission, you know, front and front and center. But, uh, you know, I've, I always thought it was important to create those events to get to know the team a little bit better. And then the next thing that goes hand in glove with this is, is trust. I mean, you know, in the military and you do it in the civilian world too, there's a lot of bonding that goes on through training, you know, drills, maneuvers, etc. You have a role, you're accountable for the role, and the focus is on unit performance, not individual. And, and everybody has a shared sense of commitment and duty. And hopefully they think they're part of, you know, part of a greater cause. And that camaraderie and sense of interdependence results in mutual trust among the team members. Everybody has each other's back, they understand their role, and a good leader in whatever environment or plan of work will help. We'll try to create this uh, same environment. You mentioned empathy and, you know, tied that into trust. It's a, another big thing I'm seeing in coaching is that many leaders now have been actually given feedback by their own managers that they need to have more empathy. So it's being recognized in the workplace when it's absent. And I think a lot of today's workers are insisting upon empathy and they want that trust to be built. They want to be treated like not just a number. So I think that was a good point that a leader has to have empathy. It helps build trust. It helps build relationships. It helps with that whole team building concept. And I think it's really critical. So thank you for bringing that up. What other... If I could just bring one thing up about the, uh, you know, the, the, the trust or the, the, the team. I mean, I, I mentioned creating events. You have to get to know your people, okay? And, you know, a team is a group of people. Uh, I used to go around and, you know, sit with all of my employees, just go in the room and say, how's it going? I mean, the same issues that are important for one employee 
are different for another one. You know, you have a single mother that needs needs time, things like that. So, uh, you know, when we had our annual compensation plan, uh, you know, put it together, I would let the employees put it together. Some 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 value time off, some valued uh, money. It all depends on the situation. So everybody's different. You just can't plug and play. You have to be aware and adapt. Okay. Yeah. So back to that ad- adaptation and and realizing that everybody's different and that they all have different yep. needs. Yeah. Yep. Take us through the next couple of steps. The next two are uh, A and A. Awareness and adaptability. And when I talk about awareness, this refers to three areas. The mission or goal, the environment, the people. You have to have a process and metrics in place so you can assess what's going on uh, in, in, in relation to the mission or the goals. And that doesn't have to be a complicated or time-consuming process. I use the dashboard approach, and so you can just drill down when you, you see something out of whack. And you have to be aware of what's going on outside, you know, the external factors and how that's affecting everyone. But you also have to be aware of how each team member is doing and how they're performing. And, you know, basically, uh, you know, what are they like that day, that week, that month? And when I say how they're doing, some people respond more to certain stressors than others, especially when adversity strikes and things are uncertain. And, and, you know, changing. So uh, if there's something that's going on uh, today uh, and, and, and there's a, you know, you have someone that's not doing real well, you have to make an adjustment, but do it in the right way. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. It just means they're not really good, you know, in that particular role at that time. And you need to, uh, you know, make a change. And, and, and again, the other issue is just, uh, I think, mental health. Just keep a watchful eye. And then, you know, the other thing is adaptability. I mean, you know, here you are, you're having a great year. You, you, you know, you're selling, things are selling along smoothly. It's bright skies, fair winds. You think things are going great, and they are. Well, that's going to change. It really is because uh, you're eventually going to be faced with uh, challenges, you know, and, and, and adversity. There'll be you know, unexpected events, and each situation is going to have its own challenges. So a, a leader has to know how to react to this adversity, how to cope, adapt, and evolve. And you have to craft a strategy with the right people, resources, and time, frame allowed with everybody involved, and then, you know, work together to uh, to uh, turn things around. And you also have to anticipate and have uh, contingency plans in place, uh, making sure that you anticipate what may happen so that you are better prepared to respond. And you also have to remember these things that you experience, these circumstances, uh, they're valuable lessons. So learn from them and just don't make the same mistake again. Fred, what advice can you give to young people? There's a lot of young people in the workplace now, and they are all trying to work their way up the ladder in the corporate world. They want to be leaders what advice can you give to young people who want to lead? That's a good, you know, that, 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 that's, a, that's a good question. I, you know, I mean, I, I think, you know, a, a, a lot of people or I think a lot of the young people that are on, you know, on, on social media and, you know, they're, and they're looking at things and what they're looking at really isn't real. Uh, they might have a different view of the world and think things are going to work out. 
and everything's going to be all right. Well, that, that may not be the case. Chances are things aren't going to work out the way that you think they will. And if you're waiting for some fortuitous turn of events or things to line up for you because you deserve it, you're in for a very long wait. You just have to remember that you are responsible and accountable to yourself. And you're not, you're not a victim of circumstances. You know, your situation is based on the habits you've formed, the decisions you've made, and the people you associate with. So, you know, get out there. Don't be afraid to, you know, get, put yourself out there and keep in mind the three things that I talked about, alignment, environment, and perseverance. When I say alignment, find something that fits your skill set where you're going to be happy. Make sure uh, you know, uh, that the environment fits you properly. And, you know, don't, don't give up. Have the, uh, have the uh, resiliency and the discipline to, to uh, see things through. And, you know, it can be very frustrating for people trying to find a job and sit behind that keyboard and, you know, send, send resumes and applications out via the Internet. Uh, try, to, try to network as much as you can and get to know other people, and those personal connections are very important. But at the end of the day, I mean, you're the master of your own fate. You know, make something happen, and you can if you're committed, and just don't give up. You'll get it done. If you've just tuned in, we're here with Fred Stuvik today. He is the author of It Starts With You and the Experience of Leadership. He's been offering his perspective on leadership and key behaviors that are critical. In the first segment, we covered alignment, environment, integrity, and communication. And he's just taken us through team building, trust, awareness, and adaptability. When we come back from a quick break, we'll be hearing about the last couple steps and much more about Fred's work. So stay tuned. We will be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. At MD Consulting, we provide executive coaching to leaders struggling with workplace challenges and pain points. Unlike other coaching companies that use a Band-Aid approach, we have a specific set of tools and processes to thoroughly root cause and unpack a client's challenges. Our specialized method helps you implement measurable and sustainable solutions to enhance your leadership skills and develop your team. Visit www.mdconsultingglobal.com to book a complimentary breakthrough session. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. 
Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert, Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath, emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Leading with Intention with Monique Daniel. Have a question for Monique or her guests? Email Monique at Monique at MDConsultingGlobal.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You're listening to Leading with Intention on the Voice America Business Channel. We're back with Fred Stubick <clears throat> talking about the critical components of leadership. Fred, what are the last two steps that you'd like to take our listeners through? Okay, these last two, and I think they're something that you don't always hear and people don't give enough thought to, but, and they really, they go hand in, again, they go hand in hand with each other is, quality, decision-making, and sustainability. Why? Because the, the decisions you make, you know, affect your ability to, uh, you know, be successful or not successful. And, uh, you know, those decisions that you make should be for the right reasons based on what you want to have happen uh, versus, uh, you know, uh, what you want to avoid. That's called making decisions, you know, out of fear. And, you know, consider the desired income and what value it brings. And, again, I talked about contingency planning and supporting to have that in place. And But just ensure that you have as much information as possible with a thorough analysis of all options, risks, and outcomes. Okay. Uh, I think one of the best Examples of that is the recent Bud Light uh, debacle with advertising. I don't think they really considered all of the, uh, the the risks and outcomes of the of their campaign. Boy, are they suffering for that. But, but anyhow, be objective, avoid confirmation bias. You know, be open minded, and understand that even things don't go the way that want you want to. And decisions imperfect. You can you know, make a course correction, and continue to move forward. And and the last issue is sustainability. And by sustainability, again, I, I think this is something, you know, a lot of people don't really think about, but it's really true, is you have to be able to, to endure, survive, and hopefully prosper on a continuing basis. And, if, you know, if you, if you adhere to the points I talked above, you have the basis for sustainability, but there are, Two other issues that you have to deal with that if you don't, you will not be sustainable. And they both involve people. And the first deals with personnel and environment changes. And, you know, what do I mean by this? I'll just give you two examples. Let's say you have a small startup company and a group of entrepreneurs grow it from ground zero to a mid-sized or even a large company, both in personnel and resources. You know, and, it's, it's, and then it becomes a different type of market, too. It's become more mature. Well, those traits and qualities which were necessary in one environment 
don't really serve them well in the new environment and work against them in a larger, more organized system because, you know, they're more entrepreneurial, more, 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 you know, get more of that cowboy mentality. So, they, you know, they, uh, they have a tough time. So you, you need to make sure that as the environment changes that you make those adjustments. And, and, and another is when a crisis develops. Uh, some people are simply better at dealing with crisis management management than others, so you have to shift personnel accordingly. And, and, and the second issue is succession planning. No one should be replaceable. Uh, you should have people trained and lined up for growth and to see, succeed you and other people, you know, when you move on or when there's a change in command. I think succession planning is really suffering right now in a lot of organizations. And I think part of that is because there is so much happening and there's so much constant change that leaders are busy fighting fires and dealing with what's happening every moment of every day. And in order to do succession planning, you have to think ahead. You have to be strategizing and planning, and it's really falling through the cracks. Can you give leaders any advice on how to pull themselves out of the daily fires and start planning better for succession planning? Uh, yes. Well, well, first of all, when you say there are a lot of leaders out there fighting fires, that is a problem in and of itself. Okay. The leaders should not be fighting the fires. They should be delegating and trusting their people to do that. They have oversight. They, they, they stay, they should stay, stay briefed on things, but, uh, you have to, uh, you know, make sure that you delegate and, and, and trust trust your people. But if you know, if you if you're looking at you know succession planning and 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 you know all that, I mean, I, I think the things that I that I talked about are very important. You know, you, you have good communication. You have a group of people that that trust each other. But you also have to be safe and secure enough to understand and share information. So that if something happens, someone else can step in place and that, you know, you can, uh, you know, then replace that person, even yourself and not and not miss a beat. And, 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 and you also have to have you know, contingency plans in place and just make sure that you, uh, you know, plan for the worst and, and hope for the best. Uh, they say that what is it? They say the true test of a leader organization is how well they perform when it, when a crisis happens or when adversity hits well that's true so they you know they, they they need to be really good at crisis management and if they uh, aren't good at it bring in some outside help because sometimes it really helps to get a fresh set of eyes because you get so caught up in the day-to-day stuff that you don't realize that what you're doing is really contrary to what you should be doing so if you have to bring in another set of eyes and have them take a look at it as well. What did you used to think about leadership that you don't really believe anymore? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's because I watched too many John Wayne movies, but uh, <laughs> uh, you, 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 you know, you don't have to come in and just take care of everything. You know, you do not have to have all the answers. And, you know, you, 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 if you and if you think you do, you are arrogant or insecure, both. And it's okay to say, I don't know. 
Okay. You know how many times I've said, I don't know. Or ask someone, what do you think? Or what would you recommend? And by getting that feedback or information, uh, it helps you make a more informed decision. And the people respect you since they're a part of the process, which helps facilitate buy-in. Now, some people may see a leader admitting this or asking for help as being a sign of vulnerability or weakness, but I see it quite opposite as a sign of strength. And so I, I think that's the, the one thing that leaders need to do more that they don't, that they don't do. And really, if you think about organizations as a whole, so we have all these leaders and they're all struggling and trying to determine how to be better leaders, how to be more effective. So how can organizations as a whole work harder to help these leaders lead better? Is there something that can be done on an organizational level? Yeah, I, I, that, that, that could be the subject of, a, of, of another podcast <laughs> too. But uh, I mean, you've probably seen the statistics where they estimate that 80% of all people in leadership positions are ineffective. I totally agree. It might even be higher. You have to understand that there's a difference between management and leadership. And just because someone is successful at sales uh, does not mean that they're going to be successful in management. And just because someone's a good manager doesn't mean there's going to be uh, a good uh, a leader. And you have to understand the difference between management training and, and, and leadership training Management is more about getting things done. Leading is more about articulating the vision, setting the tone, inspiring and motivating, uh, so uh, etc. And 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 also, uh, I mean, I think they need to uh, get more sustainable on their leadership training, so it's more effective. Uh, there's a poor return on investment on uh, leadership uh, training. Uh, so you know, unless you uh, have sustainability. Uh, you're not going to get anywhere. Uh, I, I saw one survey that says only about 10% of the people who went to a leadership conference even uh, changed their behavior, and I think that's optimistic. So you need to have sustainability and have a protocol in place where you have uh, a continuum where core principles and values and companies are, are, are uh, expressed, practiced, and uh, you know carried out day after day. So with that sustainability and with those processes in place, when people go to leadership training and come back, that will make it more effective if that sustainability is in place? Yes, they have to have some type of a, uh, a, a, a system or a process in place where what they are doing and what the company is doing is reinforcing those values and those people who, who went to those leadership training courses have to, uh, you know, practice those things, but leadership needs to be practiced. It isn't really something that you learn at a course. I think that sports is a good analogy. I mean, you can have, I'll use football, throwing football as an example. You can take all the courses uh, on, on, you know, throwing a football and all that and understand the basics, but unless you get out there and do it and are in a game environment and understand what's going on, uh, you, you don't really know how to do it. The same thing, I believe, holds true with leadership. Unless you get yourself in an environment where there's good leadership and it's practiced day in and day out, 
those things aren't going to aren't going to stay with you. They won't face sustainability. So that leadership training uh, will be a waste of time, and those leaders will not be effective. Tell us a little bit about the work that you do with leaders. Uh, I, uh, you know, I. What, what I do is I, I won't do anything unless I think it's a good match uh, because I try to bring value. And so if there is something that, uh, that needs to be done, I try to match it up where a, a, a person or a company has, has an issue. It has to be very clear about what they want. And, you know, I'll go in, take a look around and give them an unfettered response back. And sometimes by doing that, you know, getting a fresh set of eyes, it does help. They they can get a you know they can get a reset, and uh, and uh, you know it, it will help them. But also, I think you need to reinforce just some, what, what some of the basic principles and practices are too. And, you know, I, you know, people uh, lose sight of that, and and I think the leadership thing and that type of thing is kind of like advertising. What does they say? Messaging, message, position, repetition, repetition. Well, you have to continually, you know, message and, you know, repeat, you know, what it is needs to be done and be, you know, that's important and to have uh, metrics to the best of your ability in place so you can assess what's going on and what's being effective. Can our listeners reach you if they wanted more information about what you do in organizations or about the books that you've written? What's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, they could just, uh, they could go to my website, uh, fredstuvec.com, and uh, there's a contact tab there. And I'm also on, uh, I'm on uh, social media. That was an operational necessity because of the book thing. But, uh, you know, I'm on, uh, I, I mostly use Twitter, but I'm, I'm reachable on, you know, social media, primarily Twitter, you know, LinkedIn. So if people want to, find me and message me there they can do that as well okay well i really appreciate you being here today and to all of our listeners out there you've been listening to leading with intention on the voice america business channel our guest today has been fred stuvik and he has been providing us with a lot of great information and his perspective and 10 steps to being a great leader I'd like to invite everyone back next week where we will have Erica Young on talking about diversity and equity in the workplace. And again, remember to check out my website at mdconsultingglobal.com where you can grab a bunch of leadership resources that'll help you out and you can connect with me there on social media. Thank you so much for joining me today. Come back next week. And until then, don't forget to lead with intention. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Leading with Intention. Our intention is that you walk away from this show today with new tools, techniques, and insights that help you lead more effectively and have greater impact within your company. Until we talk again, have a great week.